1045 The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is The Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. Presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. Straight up, 6 o'clock by my watch. That means it's time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us. Blessed to have you as a part of my audience. My name happens to be Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. I am blessed beyond measure, all reasonable and otherwise. I hope you recognize that you are as well. That's why my DMs are open at jmartzone to have a faith-based conversation. If not me, I hope you'll find somebody in your life that you would trust to have such an important conversation. My producer is Ryan Albanese. He's behind the glass spinning the dials radio style for me tonight. 615-737-1045 is how you reach the program. Do we call this the big six or do we call this sports trend? Because I got Brandon Hagney in studio with me tonight. Yeah, wh- as- what's the story? Morning Glory was not the opening. So, <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm pretty sure we, call, we still call this the big six, even though uh, I really appreciate you guys having me in. Yeah. Both Albanese and you, Jay Mart. No Oasis. We went with Jack White, we went with Icky Thump, and Jack White put out a new record today. Raconteur's new album came out today. And guess what? It's ten times better than whatever that was that he released last year, which was not music. There was something with some kind of like harpsichord talking about walking dogs. Although I do remember... There was about a one-week period where you were pretty into I that. Tried, I tried. I tried you, so hard. You to... gave it the college try, man. Ah. I, you went down to the Grimies. You went to an actual record store to buy a physical copy of that Jack White album. And you listened to it. You I did. It the old college try. Let me tell you what I'm not listening to now. That Jack White album. <laughs> that Jack White album. That thing is not coming off the shelf. Last night was the NBA draft. That was a pretty big event. Vanderbilt, by the way, is going to be playing baseball here in just a little while. If something happens, we'll keep you up to date on the fight in Corbs next week. First couple of days, when I will be preempted. In, right? like, I, I'm pretty sure if when they win in. tonight, uh, they advance to the championship series, which that's, is awesome. That's right. Last couple of days, I was in for the wake-up zone on Wednesday and Thursday. Always blessed to have that opportunity. And thanks to Brittany and Avery, who crushed it on Wednesday. And I, I told a couple of people when in, when it was mentioned to me that they were going to be doing the show that I thought it was awesome that my show that, that even though certainly it could have been any other show, but I thought it was really cool that I was the one that was open at the time to give them their first hour on the radio. And I, I know that they were excited about that and we were all excited for them and they did a really, really good job. And then Austin Huff, one of the nicest guys any of us have ever met who's yeah. now in St. Louis. Austin Huff crushes it. When he's he just feels, funny. Man. I know that's like, it's the a third totally or- different thing than me, but he's, he gives, I wish I had some of what Austin has, and I think Austin would probably. That's the thing about doing it by yourself is your strengths are your strengths and your weaknesses remain your weaknesses. Austin brings something totally different, which I love because you can tune in when I'm not here and hear something a little bit unique when Austin's in. Yeah, I know that was like the third or fourth time uh, that he's filled in for you over the last you know month or two, dating back to the NFL draft. And each time that uh, he, I you know, follow him on Twitter at Austin Huff and, he tweets out, I'm in on the big six. You know, I make sure that I'm in the car at that time because Austin is just an unbelievably talented dude. And super nice. I remember he used to be behind, you know, where Ryan is now and where you and I have both spent a lot of our That guy was board opping Dan Patrick board uh, from opping, 10 to noon. Board opping Dan Patrick doing things for corked bats. His website, like doing all the um, 
he's amazing what he does with like Adobe Photoshop and all that and stuff. That. I wish I could do some of that stuff as well. I got a website that needs to be built pretty soon. I might need to holler at him. Feel like maybe I can get that done since he's filling in for me. That maybe he would maybe he would uh, allow that to happen. Catch a deal. Yeah, let's hope so. So I want to talk about this was quite a night for the state of Tennessee in the NBA draft and just this area. If you want to include like Ja, who's not too far up the road, obviously in Murray State, he's going to play in the state of Tennessee. Darius Garland, Windler went a lot faster, I think, than many expected. Both going to Cleveland. Yes, both going to Cleveland, which is. Awesome in its own right. Grant Williams, Jordan Bone went late, but he did go. Admiral Schofield ends up in Washington. I kind of want to talk about Grant first. Grant's a two-time SEC player of the year that graduated in three years from Tennessee that turned down an opportunity to go to Harvard. It's a smart dude. Right. Good idea to get Kyrie out of town in Boston before he gets there, too, if you've seen that video. Yeah, the video where he just takes the whole flat earth argument point by point, and it's just a straight-up takedown. When I say the word Catan, do you know what that means? Settlers of Catan? Yes. Like, I mean, I don't know it um, up close. I've never played it, but I do know the reference. Do you know the reference to Tennessee? He's a big fan of it, right? He Like half the team is. So yesterday it's, I tweeted it, out. It sort of started as a Grant Williams thing, I think right? Grant brought it there. It's a smart person's game, kind of, I think. I, I was thinking about picking it up on Nintendo Switch last night, and then I looked into, like, strategies for it, and I was just like, I don't think I'm intelligent enough. Just, I think Grant would tear me a new one. This is a higher pay grade. Yeah, like all these roads and trying to establish all this stuff, but it seemed cool and all. But So he tweeted out, he's like, what am I more excited about? Poll question. NBA draft, Switch Catan releases. And so I said, oh, you know, I didn't really peg Grant for a Catan guy. That's what I put. I didn't know the story. Balls fans obliterated me for hours for not knowing mentions right now for not knowing and then i realized man grant williams is never going to do an interview with me like i've got his contact info i'd like to have him on the show he's going to say no because he's going to remember me as the guy that didn't recognize that Catan meant enough to him that people bring it to games i'm pretty sure he also autographs them i'm pretty sure he also tweeted out a picture of him playing Catan on the Switch last night yes. as the draft was yes. on. He won his first game of Settlers of Catan like two hours before the draft started and posted the screenshot of his victory in which he has a Star Fox avatar for his name. And he won the first game that he played. He put the emojis on with the shades. He's all excited. Catan retweets it. Tennessee basketball's like never changed, Grant. I, like, when he gets drafted, if you've seen the video, everybody mobs him there, and he's at home, and he's on his chair. He's got, like, two devices in his hand. I was really curiously looking to see if one of those was a Nintendo Switch and if it, like, wasn't his turn. And so he was able to actually celebrate pushes, the Boston Celtics. He just Celtics. pushes everybody off. So the Celtics took him at 22. First off, congratulations to everybody that got drafted. This was a class full of guys, and I don't mean just locally, but as a whole. How likable were all of these dudes last night? Zion, RJ, their parents are there, John Morant's parents. I think at one point Maria Taylor was like four for four getting people, to, getting cry. people to cry in her uh, post-draft interviews. Yeah, and Adrian Wojnarowski was focusing all night long. That was yeah, how he tweeted that, it out. That was the disappointing thing because if you remember last year at draft time, because ESPN doesn't necessarily want Woj tipping the picks for a property that they spend a lot of money on. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure at some point last year, Woj just broke out a, a literal physical thesaurus 
and started just looking at select, and then it was focused, and then it was honed in on. It was enamored with. Enamored with. He only went with, like, focused this year. Yeah, it's like Like they finally just let him do it. It It's a bit of a low-effort draft for Woj. It was. But it was not a low-effort draft in general, and a lot of talented people get picked. But to stick with Grant Williams first, and we can talk about any of these guys that you want if you want to call us at 615-737-1045. I want Grant to succeed. I really do. I want to see them all succeed. But I saw Wes Rucker tweet out last night, yep, Grant Williams is about to be doubted just like he was in pre-high school and AAU and high school and in college. And I know that there are people out there that believe that. There were a lot of people that agreed with what Wes Rucker said. I can't because there is a difference between the NBA game and all the other ones that he mentioned. Eventually, the NBA is about having some kind of elite skill set. I'm not saying you have to be Jordan Bone Fast because Cherokee Parks played in the NBA. Like, a lot of guys played in the NBA that were not all-time great athletes. Long time ago. But, yeah. but something has to be stand out about your game. And the problem for Grant Williams is he's not particularly big in terms of height. He's not particularly quick. He's not a fast-release shooter. His stuff can get blocked. He's not going to be able to create his own shot. And lateral quickness, Brent Hubbs was on a wake-up zone when I was phoning in a couple of days ago, and he said, who's he going to guard on the NBA level? All of these are questions I don't have answers to. And so if you're asking me right now, how is this going to go for Grant Williams? I think he's going to be a great basketball coach. I really do. But I don't know how this is going to translate on the NBA level. It kind of feels like a guy that can carve out maybe an 8- to 10-year NBA career by being effort guy. Like the Pistons, and I'm, and I'm blanking on the name, but the Pistons had a guy who was sort of a seventh or eighth man off the bench, bigger, you know, power forward type guy, and literally just came in and got rebounds. And I feel like that's kind of what Grant Williams' game is going to have to be in the NBA. If you watched anything that he did during the summer league, what you saw was his shot getting pinned on the backboard or getting blocked or him not being fast enough off the floor to grab rebounds. There are guys in this world, and there are a lot of them, as a matter of fact, that what you end up saying about them is, man, he was awesome in college. And I fear, at least if if I'm a Vols fan, I would fear that that's what we're going to say about all of these guys. Now, Bone, I think, has NBA-level talent just in terms of the tangible stuff that he was born with, his speed. He's taller than you think he is. I think Chuck Hayes is the guy that I was thinking of. He Chuck never played Hayes. for the Pistons. He never played for the Pistons, but he was a guy. I remember him playing for the Rockets back in the day. I think he went to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But he's sort of the same kind of size of Grant Williams, even though he played a power forward spot. I think he was only like 6'6". He might have actually been shorter than what Grant Williams is because I think Grant Williams is about 6'7". Uh, but, yeah, that guy, was, that guy played eight years, eight, ten years in the NBA, literally off of effort. Yeah. So he's smart, we know. He turned down Harvard to go to Tennessee. Really smart dude. And has an incredible basketball IQ. You saw what Brad Stevens said about him last night. They can run the offense through him, through his mind, because he's a guy with a point guard's mentality. He's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I think he's somebody you want in your locker room. He's the anti-Chris Paul. He's the anti-James Harden. He's the anti-Kyrie Irving. 
he is a dude you want around. I think Admiral Schofield probably qualifies in that same class. And a lot of these guys that were taken last night may well qualify into that same trajectory also. But eventually, as nice as you are, as affable as you are, as smart as you are, that doesn't mean you're all of a sudden going to be faster, bigger, stronger. What he did in college was fantastic, but there are a lot of dudes, and I always make it this way. You remember you go to high school, and you see some dude that you thought was all-world. It's just like, this is the best football player I've ever seen. He was your quarterback probably. He also punted. He was like a starting safety as well. He scored like 90% of the points your team scored. You're just like, this guy's going to, I don't know, USC. This guy's going to Ohio State. That dude ends up playing at like some D3 school, never gets off the bench, and you don't understand why. That's because there are certain degrees in sports where eventually you hit a spot where that's your ceiling. That's how good you are. It's really good to even be able to play college basketball. It's astonishing to be able to play in a Power Five. It's more astonishing to be a part of a championship-ish level team. It's even more incredible to be a two-time All-SEC Player of the Year. I mean, SEC Player of the Year, and he won the Men's Amateur Athlete of the Year at the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame inductions last week where I attended at the Omni Hotel downtown. But that doesn't mean anything about the NBA. It's possible, without being a slight, that Grant Williams has finally reached his top step, at least as a player. And that's why I caveated last night saying, I think he's going to have a really long career as a coach. I will predict today, should he want to. The only reason this wouldn't happen is because he has other as, you know, aspirations in his life. I predict today, one day, Grant Williams will have the opportunity to be the head basketball coach in Knoxville. And I know that's a bold statement way into the future to make. And I would love to see him play in the league for 15 years and really contribute and prove my brain wrong. I want my heart to be right on this one. But my mind is telling me Grant Williams just doesn't match up on the NBA level in the way that he's going to have to to play more to play any level of significant minutes at all. I mean, especially if we're kind of pigeonholing him into that four spot. If we're saying that Grant Williams projects to be a power forward in the NBA, like if you look at the way that that league is going, look who's taking over that league. It's a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? Who is legitimately someone who can guard one through five. They call him a freak for a reason. Like, there's a reason why his nickname is is the Greek Freak, exactly because that guy can do legitimately anything on a basketball court. Like that's kind of, if you're going to be a guy that's going to get substantial minutes, starter-level minutes in the NBA, you're going to have to guard multiple positions. Like, Do you think the, the people that are hanging out on the wing right now in the NBA, you know, Kawhi Leonard, yeah. LeBron James, mm-hmm. Paul George, like who are some of the top wing players, top small forwards right now? It, it's a pretty long list. I don't see Grant Williams staying in front of those guys. I don't, I don't either. When we come back, we'll talk about Jordan Bone. We'll talk about Darius Garland. We'll talk about all of this. Are we wrong? If you disagree, call and tell me. Tell me why Grant Williams is going to work. I want to see it. Believe me. This is not me rooting to be right. I love my predictions to be wrong when they're negative. But I'm also paid to give you an opinion that's based on what I truly believe. And I just truly believe that Grant Williams' ceiling was that was an amazing college basketball player and probably an even better Catan player.
615-737-1045. Back in the flash. Big 6, 104.5 The Zone. Why does a dog need to be walked? This is that boarding house reach, Jack White, right here. This is Jack White from last year. Ryan Albany looks at me with a grin through the glass, knowing what he's done. I'm just going to let this thing roll for a second. Here we go. Need to be walked. I'm not letting you off the hook for this either, because you did legitimately give this the old college try. I tried. You were rolling through the streets of Nashville. Windows bumping with this thing. Bumping boarding house reach. I had this pulled up on YouTube and our traffic guy, Josh, walks in and he goes, man, that's a great song. Are you serious? Yeah. And that guy's, hey, look, Josh Clay's a really nice guy. I have to call him out on the carpet for that. Whew. I don't even really know Josh Clay. Seems like a good dude. Yeah. That's, that's a bad opinion. <laughs> it's an objectively bad opinion. Even though all of them are subjective. 615-737-1045, Vanderbilt and Louisville are underway. Bladey is at the dish right now. Charles and Gallatin's up first. What do you think about Grant Williams, Charles? Okay. I think that Grant Williams might make it to the UT coaching position. But I think he's got to play for a major NBA team first. Well, he's got that opportunity now. Okay. Like the Lakers or Toronto or the Cavaliers. Or the Boston Celtics who took him last night. Oh, they did take him last night? Yes. Yes. In the 22nd overall. That's what we're talking about. Oh, okay. All right. I'm glad to hear that. I hadn't heard that yet. I missed that part of the conversation. Yeah, so he was yeah, he was calls, he was drafted. Thanks, Charles. Yep. That that's the fact. Let's go ahead and put that back out there again. Grant Williams was selected number twenty two. He was a first he was Boston a first Celtics. round pick last night. CJ in Nashville, what you got? Um well there are a couple of points on Grant Williams that um that stick out to me. One is that just because somebody hits their ceiling doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have a a spot in the NBA to excel. And let me give you a, let me give you a, a for instance here. Okay. Even though he improved more, if you tell me you're going to give me a six 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 seven guy with an NBA body who's got a motor who's willing to do the dirty work, have a little bit of offensive skill, who are we talking about? Draymond Green. Where I have the question with Grant at all, everything else to me lines up that he can have a successful career fit in somewhere like Boston. I mean, he may not do his whole career there, but they do have a need now because I don't think Horford's coming back. Where, where the, the question that I have is, typically you don't see guys with the outside interest that he has that develop that dog in him. In other words, you're talking about a guy who was recruited by the Ivy League schools. He was at a musical in high school. He's, you know, he's, he's super smart. I'm not saying the NBA players are ever. He does have the high basketball team, but I was, the one thing in watching him this season, I saw the effort. I saw the hustle. I, I, I want to see the dog. And if you know the difference between the two, then you know that he has a pathway to maybe not start him, but he has a pathway to be a solid pro for a while if he can develop that Draymond Green template. And I think it's out there because the NBA isn't built around 6'9", 6'10", power forwards anymore like Carl Malone's or 
of the world. You can be slightly undersized if you can carve out a way in the system, and if you, it, it's not even a hustle thing. If there is a line where you can play with this controlled rage for an undersized person, everybody that's undersized in the NBA has their position, play that way. And I think he's got an opportunity to do it. That's the only thing I need to see from him. But his background doesn't lend itself to show that dog. I had to cut you off, but you were what you were saying. I mean, it's valid. I was trying to, in my head, Brandon, come up with a way. Even last night, that Grant Williams could maybe be a Draymond Green type. The mentality is just not the same. Like, I don't know that Grant could develop a Draymond Green level edge. I don't yeah, know. I mean, that very few just, people in the NBA right. have that Draymond Green level edge. And like that's the thing, and it's not specific to Grant Williams. Like a lot of people. You know, when you take a guy in the second round, and I know Grant Williams was a first-round pick, but I remember some, like, I saw some Laker fans. When the Lakers bought into the second round last night, they ended up taking a kid, I think, from Iowa State, who, once again, gets compared to Draymond Green because he's only six foot four and has, like, a seven-foot-one wingspan. That's, this dude's dimensions are sort of really weird. Right. But... Like one of the first things that I saw some Laker fans say was, well, this was the same pick that we got a couple years ago. We bought into the second round and drafted Jordan Clarkson. Here's the thing. Draymond Green has drastically overperformed his draft position. Way, 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 yes. How many other people can you say that about? Like you could compare anybody you want to Draymond Green but there's only one Draymond Green. He's the prototype. He's the archetype. He's pretty much the only guy who has done this from pick 35 or wherever he was in the second round with the Golden State Warriors a few years ago. Like that dude to me is special. Like you can compare anyone to Draymond Green, but there's only one Draymond yeah, Green. Yeah, not everybody that's his size is Draymond Green. The reason why you mentioned Draymond Green is because there's only one of them. That's the same thing as and I've made this argument, I don't know how many times on this program and others throughout the years, that all these SEC coaches get fired because they can't beat Nick Saban or ACC coaches get fired because they can't beat Dabo Swinney. And then you bring in another coach to those programs that can't beat Nick Saban like and it, can't beat Dabo Swinney. And the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, is because there's one Nick Saban and one Dabo Swinney, and the reason that you're gunning for that guy is because you don't find anybody else like that out there. Another example of this, and, and ESPN does this every single year at the NBA draft. As soon as you see Mark Tatum take oh, the stage, yes. the deputy of commissioner of the NBA, which I, I really I enjoy Mark Tatum, quite frankly, more than Adam Silver. Well, Adam Silver that has that, like, I'm an observer from a different planet effect a lot of times he does but as soon as mark tatum hits the stage which means that the second round of the nba draft has begun within three minutes i'm going to say over under three minutes somewhere in that uh vicinity you're going to hear the name manu ginobili mm -hmm. and it's usually going to be reese davis saying just because you're a second round pick doesn't mean you can't be an impact player look at manu ginobili manu ginobili is one person who went in the second round 15, 16, 18 years ago, or however long it was since he was drafted by the San Antonio Spurs and turned into what might end up being a Hall of Fame basketball player. 
You know what's happened since then? About 500 dudes who got drafted in the second round who weren't Manu Ginobili. The same thing about like the G League and everybody saying, well, who's the next Fred Van Vliet? Maybe nobody. Or maybe one guy out of 100. That's the thing. Like, Could Grant Williams become Draymond Green? Maybe. A whole lot of other people that probably looked a lot like Grant Williams did. Here's the thing. What is it that Grant Williams does that is elite? What is it that he brings that is elite? What is the skill set that you say, he's going to be a terror on that in the NBA, other than he's super smart? I mean, effort. Like, I, I keep going back to it. Like, there the were caller, times when I saw him disappear in Knoxville last the, year. The caller, I think, is, is correct by saying that he can carve out. He can carve out a role. I'm not saying he's going to be he, out of the league in three years. I'm saying he's not going to be. If you're thinking he's going to be more than a tertiary role player, right. you're yeah. kidding yourself. He just doesn't have the skill set. But I hope to be wrong. Like I said, Stephen Hermitage, we will get to your call. We're a little bit late on the break, but we'll take you when we come back. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. It's a big six here on one zero four five. The zone. Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the Rackin' Tours. Came out today, Sunday Driver. Joshua Clay, if you're out there, Much our traffic guy. We heard the last break. Uh, walking a dog? The dog must be walked. Last song. Come on, Ryan. I like the weird stuff. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You do have a trombone <laughs> sticker gonna, on the back of your car. That's going to be like a drop from now until the end of time. Ryan Albany saying, I like the weird stuff. That needs to be saved. You save your save your own. That's that's why it's good that I'm back here because I'm have to save that. <laughs> you have a little Michael Sarah thing going on. We have our, we have that's Michael Sarah as a producer. It really? Yeah, it's been a while. Is but that complimentary or? What's that? Is that complimentary or? I mean, I know you you're take being, that as an insult, is what it's trying to ask. No, I don't take it as an insult. You should talk. I don't more. know if I. I'm proud of it. <laughs> Always money in banana stand, Ryan. Stephen Hermitage, you waited for the break. Steve, what you got? Hey, guys. I uh, just want to chime in on this uh, Grant Williams uh, discussion yes, here. Um, let me kind of throw a question out there, then I'll make a comment, and then I'll let you guys kind of maybe respond back and answer the question. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that there are some some guys, some athletes, and really any profession, but they just have that factor, that, that it factor. They find a way to find their place and, and get things done. Um, my next comment here, and then I'll let y'all kind of answer that question. And certainly, I am not comparing Grant Williams to one of the all-time greats in the NBA, but I kind of can't imagine back in 19 what 77, 78 that Larry Bird is coming out, and people still wouldn't have maybe the same thought of, well, this guy he's not explosive, he can't jump, don't know whether he can defend. He, we don't really know anything about him other than he's really, really smart and he can shoot really well. Um, well, that's a big thing. That's a big thing, there, Steve. Exactly. I, I mean, and I'm not again, I'm not comparing him with. But I'm just saying some guys just they find a way to get it done, whatever he needs to work on, um, to find that way and to find his place. Um, so I just I thought I'd throw that out there. I can see it in other sports. You know, of working comes to mind of uh, an Emmitt Smith type of deal leading the NFL for you know several years and as the all-time rusher, and he came out really not big, not really strong, exceptionally slow for a running back. I think sometimes they're just athletes that find a 
find a way to get it done, and you know, hopefully it'll work out for Grant. Uh, I can't really disagree with any of the assessments you guys have shared. I just wanted to throw that out there. That's fine. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it, Steve. What I want you to ask yourself if you're out there, and I don't know what Steve's rooting interests are, what would be your assessment right now of Grant Williams' potential in the NBA if Grant Williams played at Illinois or if Grant Williams played at Oregon State or if Grant Williams basically played anywhere other than the University of Tennessee or maybe somewhere in the SEC? Depending, like I said, it depends on your rooting interests. I'm saying the best way that you can really try to be objective is to take everything out of it that you like that doesn't have anything to do with his future. The thing about it is like all of the things that were said there, yes, there are athletes that want it, that actually go out there and get it done that might not have the skill set. The Larry Bird thing, the problem with the Larry Bird being mentioned at all there was, first off, the NBA was not full of guys that run quite as fast as they do these days. The athleticism is a completely different level than what it used to be. You mentioned Brandon Giannis and what he brings. There's a lot of guys that are coming around that are doing outrageous things that are not average athletes in the NBA. I mean, we just had a unicorn drafted number one by the New Orleans Pelicans last night where the comparisons, there are no comparisons even Jay Billis said there's no comparison because we've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, I, I remember watching, uh, it was Get Up the other day when Jay Billis was on, and Mike Greenberg asked him, who do you compare Zion to? And he said, I, I don't have a comparison. Then he started trying to compare parts of his game, and he and, was comparing them to outrageously yeah, just he, insane He, he was saying that that doesn't mean that Zion's the best prospect I've ever seen. It's just that we haven't seen something like this before. Like, he's he's basically just like, I don't, I don't think he's a better prospect than LeBron right he's just different than LeBron right he even said he thinks Anthony Davis was a better prospect he said that as well yesterday like, maybe that's the, true here's the thing like I, I don't want to feel like we're kind of coming off as like unfairly criticizing Grant Williams because at the end of the day he did go 22nd like he did go in the first round which means he has a guaranteed contract in the NBA but when it comes to people becoming stars after being selected outside of the lottery. They're very few and far between. Kawhi Leonard was outside the lottery. Yes. Like we heard that stat over and over and over again during the NBA Finals that this Toronto Raptors team does not have a single lottery pick on it. And the reason you heard that. that is because it's rare. It is rare. Like it's, it's basically the first team to have done it. Kawhi Leonard was outside the lottery. He obviously became a superstar, two-time Finals MVP now. Uh, Giannis... It was going to be the NBA MVP whenever they decide 24th, to actually. 24th, I believe, is the award. The 24th. It, it should have been about six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but Giannis is going to end up being the MVP, and he'll be the second player ever uh, to be an NBA MVP after being selected outside of the lottery. The only other guy is Steve Nash to have done that. So basically, you have, you have to kind of look at where Grant Williams was selected and know that when you get selected with the 22nd pick, there's pretty much a ceiling over your head. And very few people break that ceiling into superstardom. Yeah. One thing that I'm pointing out really through this whole deal is that Grant Williams has already done some extraordinary things. And I think he has a long future in basketball, should that be what he wants to pursue after he's done playing. And he might play for eight or ten years and contribute for a couple of different teams. He might even win a title. I said yesterday on the wake-up zone, the two situations, if I were Grant Williams, that I would want to go into, 
were the Spurs or the Celtics. Celtics because of Brad Stevens, not because of Danny Ainge. We're going to talk about Danny Ainge here on the other side of this break. And the Spurs because, doesn't that just fit? Like, Grant Williams as a Spur just sounds right. It sounds like him and Popovich would get along. The effort, that's what the Spurs are always playing. I mean, dude, like, guys that you haven't heard of doing much anywhere else, like Gary Neal shows up and he starts contributing. Like Boris like, Diaw shows up and starts contributing. Leandro like Barbosa. Dewan Blair. Yes, who I've compared Grant Williams to I don't know how many different times. Except Grant Williams has, has ACLs. ACLs. He has both his ACLs, as a matter of <laughs> fact. Dewan Blair had no ACLs. He's double the player of Dewan Blair. So we want to talk about Danny Ainge coming back. We also want to talk about Jordan Bone. I'm ask another difficult question here. This is what Jordan Bone tweeted out last night. Actually, it was today, about an hour and a half ago. God doesn't always come when you want but he always comes at the perfect timing. Faith, resiliency, hard work, and love brought me here, but this is just the beginning. That from Jordan Bone last night from his Twitter account. First off, amen. I agree a million percent with every bit of that sentiment. And now I'm going to say this, or ask this. Jordan Bone probably should be in a Tennessee uniform next year. Did he make a mistake? You can tell us if you disagree. You can tweet me at jmardzone. You can hit at Hag, at Hag Haney, 615-737-1045 as well. Ryan Albanese, if you heard his voice, maybe you'd want to hear more from Michael Sarah. So you can call and he'll answer the call. Maybe he'll give you a super bad line. I don't know. We'll be right back. This is Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. Final segment tonight of the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. little not a surf for you. Vandy, Louisville, bottom second. No score. One runner on for the cards. They've got a couple people on base, so that's an advantage. When you play Vanderbilt and you get anybody on base, it's positive development if you're playing against them. Coming up after the Big Six, though. Yes. Live. Very special edition of the Neutral Zone. Live NHL draft coverage, which I don't think the zone has ever done on its airways, but we're doing it tonight with the great Christopher Martell. Who's already here? He's been here for an hour. He's just doing prep work, man. He is in he is in the green room right now, grinding because that is what Christopher Martell does. But he also has Alex Doherty with him. Yeah, that's awesome. Alex Doherty of A to C Sports. Both of those dudes just encyclopedias of knowledge, man. The next two or three hours, if you're a Nashville Predators fan, like those two dudes have you covered. Yes, and there's already been a hoax out there that Martell has caught and stopped. Yeah, check, make sure, make sure you see the blue check mark. Don't just – if you see Pierre LeBron's face that on your Twitter timeline right now, you better look for that check mark. Because even though Subban may not make it through the night as a Nashville Predator, uh, they have not traded him and Victor Arvidsson to the Toronto, Toronto Maple Leafs so far tonight. Victor Arvidsson was misspelled. Yes. In that that should have been, a, that that should have been that a dead should, giveaway right there. That should have been your tip-off. You want to go off on Danny Ainge? Man. <laughs> Well, we're we still need, talking about Celtics here. We need some sort of like sounder, like reckless speculation sounder that might just clear this show and this station and Jason of any and all liability for what I'm about to say. You about might have Andy just Ainge. given me a segment idea. I'm gonna get the big voice for the station to just reckless speculation, and, and then that's what we do. For I'm 10 about minutes. to spit some flames on Danny Ainge. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of have a feeling. And and maybe this is a bit of a hypothesis. Let's call it an educated guess. Danny Ainge might be a bit of a snake. And, I, and I'll give you this. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because last night during the NBA draft, one of the things that the Celtics did, uh, they ended up trading uh, Aaron Baines uh, to 
the Phoenix Suns yep. uh, for one of their picks. And uh, right around that time, somebody unearthed this tweet from earlier in June from a guy named Keith Smith, Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. He's a contributor for Yahoo. Per a source, Aaron Baines opted in with the indication that he would not be part of a trade package this summer. There is an understanding that a trade could happen down the line, but Baines opted in with the idea that he would be staying in Boston for at least the near term. The near term being apparently eight days. Because eight days later, Aaron Baines is traded from Boston to Phoenix. And that comes on the heels of earlier this week, the weird story surrounding Al Horford. That's really odd. You're who right. just kind of out of nowhere opted out of his contract, which would have paid him $30 million yeah. for the 2019-2020 season from the Boston Celtics. And then just hours after that report, I remember the first report from Woj was Al Horford is opting out of his contract. He's going. Him and the Celtics are committed to finding a long-term solution. Basically, they were going to offer him maybe a three- or four-year deal at a lower number than $30 million. And then what just so happens that two or three hours later, those talks have broken down, and all of a sudden, the Boston Celtics have $30 million in cap room. The, the Boston Celtics are currently out from under the $30 million cap hit from 33-year-old Al Horford. The rumor right now, according to Nesson and according to some Celtics blogs, and this has just happened over the past half hour, four years, $112 million from some other team is what's being reported that Horford had on the table that may be where he's headed. I have no idea who that is. It's a lot of money to pay Al Horford at 33 years old. I mean, Horford's it's not a deal that I would do. I mean, Horford can play. That's a lot of money to pay for Al Horford. That's 37 by the end of that contract. Yeah, exactly. But your point there, by the way, the Celtics also decided to bring in Taco Fall. So, Grant Williams to Taco Fall. I wonder Taco if Taco Tuesday. Fall's a Catan player. He could learn. He could see everybody's cards <laughs> he could. sitting at the table. Jordan Bone went 57. All the stories, if you do just Google Jordan Bone, right now are videos of how, and the headlines read stuff like, tragic party turned to joy because everybody began to think, wait, is this dude going to get drafted? Josh Bone is actually like the entire, if you go watch this video, the entire mood of the room is somber. Yeah, they feel like he's not going to get drafted. His brother Josh, you see Jordan on a chair on on the stage just kind of with his head in his hands. Josh is giving sort of a supportive uh Speech to the crowd. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Everybody in this room is the most important to us. Yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden it just turns into straight-up jubilance. I, I mean, good. that's a word. but yeah. So Jordan Bone's going to Detroit. Jordan Bone went 57. Jordan Bone should have come back to school. And the question is, if you want to stay in reckless speculation territory, why did he leave? Because it's not like advice told him you're going to be a top 15 pick, you're going to be a first-round pick. He has first-round athleticism, but his game is so unpolished right now, there's not anything else that you look at on NBA level and say, okay, there it is. If he can harness that and polish his game, I mean, you're talking about an outstanding potential ceiling for this guy in the NBA, but has he already pretty much played himself out of that? But at the same time, 
Jordan Bone probably could have come back to Tennessee and probably would have been the first or second option for that team next year. It sure. would have been able to put himself in a better highlighted situation uh, to get looks from the NBA. But at the same time, when he made this decision, like you weren't thinking about a potential Kerry Blackshear transfer at that point, mm-hmm. which a lot of Tennessee fans are sort of hanging their hopes on. And maybe if they get him, they can be a bubble team next year. Yeah, see, that's your, that's your point. And that's been my point from the beginning is Bone looked at a team that wasn't going to compete next year right. for a championship the way this one He looks one at was. a team that Grant Williams is gone, Admiral's, Admiral's gone, gone, Kyle, Kyle Alexander's, Alexander's gone. gone. Barnes was almost gone. Yeah. And maybe that would have been a good thing for Jordan Bone. I, I I don't know. Again, this is all speculative. But Jordan Bone had athleticism that blew people's minds at the Combine and still barely got drafted. But at the same time, Jordan Bone, because of that athleticism, we talked about it in the first segment, first two segments with Grant Williams. Grant Williams doesn't really have that athleticism. It, it, if, yeah, if you when, had both those guys the, and made them one, like a Voltron. Yeah, the, you're looking at a top five pick at, at that least. point. Like Jordan Bone... Like when you're in the second round, you basically look at guys and you want one skill, one skill. This guy can rebound for us. This guy, guy can play defense for that us. That guy can shoot. Yes, that, that, that guy's a 38 percent or whatever. Three. I mean, look at Dylan Windler. Dylan Windler went late in the first round, but he went in the first round. Why? Because he can, he can shoot, shoot, and because he plays pretty good perimeter defense. But mainly because he can shoot. Now Jordan Bone's not a guy that's going to be playing any minutes whatsoever for an NBA team. I would probably say for the next two seasons minimum mm-hmm. but that is a guy with his athleticism how quick he is how explosive he is he set the combine on fire with his athleticism numbers if you give that guy two years of seasoning in the g league that is a guy who can become a player yeah i mean it's like van vliet i mean van vliet said don't draft me in the second round i would rather earn my contract not deal with whatever could come from you know limited money all the money's guaranteed in the first round who knows what's going to happen to Jordan Bone? But we're rooting for Grant. We're rooting for Admiral. We're rooting for Jordan. We're rooting for Darius Garland. We're rooting for Dylan Windler. We're rooting for Ja. We're rooting for all these kids. We're not saying that. Just a quick thought on the way out. Is P.K. Subban still a predator this time tomorrow? I get all of my information from Christopher Martel. I know you do. So do I. And uh, I, I think that if he were to put a number on it, he would put it underneath 50% that uh, P.K. Subban's a predator by the end of the night. So... I, I I just recklessly spoke for him. I just did the whole segment. He'll tell you in the next segment. Um, I don't. I think he's traded by the end of the night. Neutral zone special edition. Alex Doherty, who we've heard on this show several times from A to Z Sports, will join our buddy Christopher Martell. NHL draft live coverage as it happens. If something big happens, you will not want to hear from anybody but these two gentlemen as they break it down. I will see you at some point next week. It could be Wednesday if there's a third game in the College World Series. It will be Thursday. You guys have a great weekend. Jason Martin Show on Fox Sports Radio will begin at 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. And Squared Circle Radio, as always, as we talk pro wrestling, at 7 a.m. Brandon, always fun, my friend. Always good to have you in. I appreciate you having me. And uh, once again, as always, Squared Circle Radio right here on 104.5 The Zone every Sunday morning at 7 o'clock. If you miss my voice, you can see it there. Neutral Zone coming up. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night.